Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on I'm this. <laughs> people that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in exactly. to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, right. which is different than empathy. Yeah. Right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side. I won't let my body outweigh. Outweigh everything that I'm made of Won't spend my life trying to change I'm learning to love who I am I am strong, I feel free I know every part of me is beautiful And I will always outweigh If you feel it, put your hands in the air Show some love to the new while you're there Let's take it one day at a time Cause you and I outweigh Happy Saturday, Outway fam. Amy and Lisa here. And yeah, I think this is our first time, at least Lisa and I recording together in the new year. So hey, Lisa. It's good to see a person. I know that some of us, or at least me, is in like hardcore pandemic lockdown mode. So this is a really important interaction for me, Amy. And for all of our listeners, if you're out there feeling alone, I hope that this too kind of makes you feel less alone during what I think is just a collective, really tough time. Yeah. And Lisa's in New York. I'm in Nashville. So really a lot of it too just depends on where you are in the country or your stage of life. Lisa's a new mom and all kinds of exciting things, but I guess weird to experience during a pandemic. Yeah, it's just really isolating. So I mean, being able to show up to this community is one of my favorite things that we get to that I get to do each week. <laughs> so it's a, just a thank you to you, Amy, and to our listeners. And I hope the feeling that I get when I see your face over these Zooms, Amy, I hope that our listeners get when they hear our voice, which is just on those days when you're feeling super alone, whether pandemic related or food related or a combination of the both, you know that you're not. 
Um, my dog just barked. Houston, shout out. I don't even know if Houston will be able to edit out the dog bark. So we're just going to leave it in there because, hey, this is <laughs> this is real, real life. And, you know, Lisa doesn't know I was going to bring this up because it's something that you mentioned when we were talking before we recorded about someone that reached out to you and they had implied that they sort of graduated from mm. Outweigh. And as we're talking about this community and thinking about it and who are we showing up for? What is this about? And it may be that you just found us today out of desperation because you're searching, you're feeling it. I know I certainly was there when I was, you know, knee deep in my eating disorder and my disordered, very disordered behaviors. And, you know, I would Google and search up anything, just like give me some hope that I'm not alone and somebody else is out there. And now we have podcasts and you may be searching different topics into your podcast search and somehow Outway popped up. So you might be brand new or you might be someone that's been with us for a year now or longer. Almost two years, Amy. Almost, oh, two years. Okay. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Time flies when you're having fun. Almost two years. Or maybe you just kind of, you know, when we pop up on your phone, you subscribed, but you don't always listen, but you're here today. It's like, I truly feel that like we're just here when people need us. So if maybe you feel like you don't need it every Saturday, no problem. Maybe not every episode is for you. But my hope is that we do have enough content and we'll keep putting it out there that eventually, no matter what you're going through, you may be able to scroll through and find something that will give you that that comfort and that hope that you're not alone and that there is something more out there for you and you don't have to feel stuck. This podcast is not a it's not a way to fix. It's going to take a lot of work and that part's not to scare you, but I don't want to act like we're just trying to come in and be this little band-aid. We really are just here to talk through things and yeah, give you some stories that may relate, may not and then provide you with an expert from time to time. And Amy, I don't know if you heard last week's episode where I shared a personal story of what happened when I went on a restrictive diet, but it was really eye-opening to me, somebody who hasn't dealt with disordered eating in a really long time, to be going through life and finding myself in a situation where if you listen to the episode, it'll make a lot more sense. But as we go through life and our bodies change and things change, we might find ourselves having to make dietary modifications for reasons outside of our body size. That's what happened to me when it came to breastfeeding my baby. And I went on this short-term restrictive diet and it was so interesting to realize that even though you could be free for a really long time, go on a protocol unrelated to your weight, you might find those same emotions and feelings and thoughts coming back up. And the question might be, you know, what, what do these feelings mean? Does it mean that I'm still disordered? And I, I bring that up because like you said, like people are graduating and hopefully they're, they're moving along with the tools that we provide and our experts provide and your stories have helped them as well. But I don't think the journey's ever over. We shut the door, period. I think as we go through life and hopefully you're healthy throughout it, but I mean, we know that, that as we get older, complications begin, whether it has to do with diabetes or kidneys or heart or whatever it is that may require some dietary modifications for the short term or for the long term. And being able to show up to those modifications and big and here prioritize your mental health is 
part of life and figuring out that distinction of how can I take the very best care of me and feel my best, but not return to that place of agony where my brain is only thinking about food and how can I call myself out when I get there to reel it back in so that I can actually be healthy. So like, you know, we go through life, we change our roles. We're not just static individuals and we might be faced with difficult things as we grow. So if you're returning to this podcast after a year of freedom, for whatever reason, just know that that too is normal and we continue to grow together. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm growing through this process of, or this stage in my recovery, even though I was thankful enough to have the tools, a lot of them from Lisa a couple of years ago to be able to get to a place of healing. I still have moments where I'm like, oh, I texted Lisa the other day, like we need to talk about eating your feelings because then I second guess, like, I don't know, this isn't my every day. Of course, I have to actively choose to not go back to other behaviors if they start to poke their little heads up. I don't know. I think of that whack-a-mole game sometimes. Mm -hmm, Some mm -hmm. days are easier than others, but it's like one thing pops up and you have to like bop it back down and it pops up and you bop it back down. In a way, that's part of building those new neural pathways. And the more you do it, the easier it's going to get. But like I said, there's easier days and there's more difficult days. But in these times that we're in, or even if we weren't in a pandemic and we just had the normal everyday type stressors that come along with relationships and work and family and disease and illness and being a mom, like whatever, being a child, like whatever the case may be, you're going to have certain things that may cause you to eat more because of the way that you're feeling. And I used to, I guess, have this weird thing about, oh, if I ate because of my feelings, that was bad. So in a way, it caused this weird restriction in my head. I don't know if I'm saying this right. I'm going to say it and I'm going to have Lisa come in as the <laughs> expert and put a bow on it. But it's like I would shame myself for like, oh, oh, I can't believe I ate that way, but I was feeling down and I just did it and I went all in and I ate it all. But it's almost like now I give myself permission to eat my feelings if that's what I need. And I found myself in that situation recently and I was like, oh, but I had to do like the whack-a-mole a few times. I had to bop it back down because what I was doing was not bad. Food was my comfort in that moment and that is okay. But it's so, that goes against so much of what we hear because this is the part that's going to be hard for me to say just because like I'm not always the best with words, but society tells us it's okay like, oh yeah, eat your feelings, eat your feelings. But then so much of society then is like, but then you should feel really bad about it and make yourself go to the gym or figure it out or do something. And oh, then there's the shame. But it's like, what I want to discuss here right now is that you can eat your feelings and you don't have to have any of the shame. A hundred percent. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. 
with the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your host of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics, in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed and to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. So you had texted me the other day and you're like, what are your thoughts on eating your feelings? Yeah. And at first I was like, totally down with eating your feelings. But then I remembered that that's only because 
a lot of things have been in place for a long time, one of which is food neutrality, really believing that you are not good or bad for eating a certain food or not eating a certain food and really, 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 really breaking that down, working through fat phobia and an, an idea that if our bodies change, we are less worthy. Or if a body is bigger, it is scary, you know, and I'm not to say that I'm perfect there or anybody is, but as a society, we're largely fat phobic. We view bigger bodies as less healthy. We view them as lazy. There's so much that has been laced into that, that I think is subconsciously weighing in on us when we go to have a piece of cake. It's not just, oh, I'm eating a piece of cake. It's I'm eating a piece of cake. This cake has repercussions. It's going to change my body, which is going to change how people view me, which is going to change how I view myself, right? It's like, it's so loaded underneath the surface below. I just want to eat this piece of cake to soothe. So really making peace with food and your body and your self-worth is really critical to being able to quote unquote, eat your feelings. Now, when it comes to emotional eating, I don't know if any of you attended the emotional eating action plan that I gave this year and last year, but there is a critical distinction between Amy, what you said, giving yourself permission to eat your feelings and just quote unquote, eating your feelings. And when you own your eating, which is what I call it, when you really understand what you're doing, when you say, I am eating my feelings because it's too painful right now and none of my other coping tools are available and this is what I need for a moment of refuge, that is a choice. But previously, Amy, it wasn't a choice. It was your only tool. Like you said, your neuropathways, like it was your own only neuropathway was I feel pain. I'm going to turn to food. You hadn't done any of that existing work before. You just thought I feel crappy. I need to make me myself feel a little bit less crappy. And you went for it. You could do that same exact thing, but with ownership, I feel really crappy. I need food to help me feel a little bit less crappy. And I'm going to fully own that experience. I'm going to allow myself to feel good from food. And I'm not going to allow guilt to come in because I know exactly what I'm doing. And I think there's an unconscious rolling into, into eating your feelings and a very conscious choice. And when it's conscious, the relationship to eating your feelings is very different. You are maximizing the enjoyment. You're able to notice when it no longer feels good or tastes good. And you're able to then return back to that emotion that you were maybe not able to deal with because it hurt too much. I think that food is soothing and becoming a mom this year, I have learned how primal it is to all of us that food is soothing. I mean, seeing my baby cry and knowing the only way to make her stop crying is to feed her, whether from my breast or a bottle, shows how ingrained it is for us that food is that very first thing that we learned provides comfort. It shows us that we're not alone, even if we're the one providing the food for ourselves now. It is our connection to something greater than our own selves that I think gets lost along the way. That was a really long run on sentence, but I, I think that um, our emotional needs are really complex and food has a huge part in helping us heal hard things, but our relationship to food has to really radically transform first. I hope that didn't bore you. Well, I would describe my experience with using food the other day. And it was like the word that comes to my mind, which I don't use this word often, but it was glorious because I was on my couch 
with my food and I was watching something I enjoyed and I was there. I was present. I have been on my couch with food watching something for many, many years and not been present and ended up just like, ugh. And I share that not to be like, oh, yay, look at me. Like if you're still that person who's on the couch, checked out and feeling, uh, that is okay too. We're all on a journey. I don't want to be like, oh, yay, I had a glorious moment with this. But I say it as encouragement. The cliche, if I can do it, I truly believe that you could do it because I was someone that just thought this was before podcasts or people being very vocal about it on the internet. I was just having these experiences before the real internet, like we used it the way we do. So I, and I'm sure many of you can relate to this, had this lie in my head that I was broken and I was the only person in the world. Like I was just wired differently and I was messed up. So that's why I'm saying, hopefully by now, you know, that's not the case just because of where we are in resources and information and people sharing things. But just in case you feel that way, I want you to know that it's a lie and that there is a glorious potential couch food experience waiting for you. What I love about that, though, is that so many times we're talking about the same exact thing and the experience is different. You on your couch watching TV, eating nothing changed. You were again on your couch watching TV, eating. And yet one experience was filled with guilt, shame, thoughts about what you were going to do next to compensate. And the other one was defined as glorious. And I think like you said, like eating to soothe, it could really be that. And so many things when it comes to healing your relationship to exercise, right? Like you might hate working out and you might do this very same exact workout from a different mindset and it feels good. And that's a really complex thing to really understand how I think your relationship to these things can change and therefore your experience to them can change. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. 
We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. New year, new name, new energy, but... Same old us. Oh, yeah. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. But that's not all. We will also have special guests to add their thoughts on the topics, as well as break down different political issues with local activists in their community. If you like to be informed, And to expand your thoughts, listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The self-awareness of that is key. And another thing that I just thought of when it comes to self-awareness is knowing what what is right for me now and what, you know, what feels right with me. And I... I'm a Christian, go to church. I love our church so much. It's non-denominational. I love our pastor. And every year at the beginning of the year for the first 21 days, they do a fast. And I don't know that I had really noticed it the f- several years ago. It wouldn't have triggered me. I, I didn't participate in them anyways, but I know that in the last two years, things, the way things were worded just really s- stuck out to me. And I thought, oh, I don't know. I'm just going to say something because I want to make sure that there's so many people, especially living in Nashville, like we're in a a city that puts a lot of focus on looks and pressure and success. And this is what you need to be like. And, you know, and that's put on by a lot of other people, record labels, entertainment industry, et cetera. But 
I know there's a lot of that pressure here. And I just wanted to be aware of people that might be hearing that. And I know that that could be an experience while well-intentioned and meant to grow your faith and spending time doing other things besides eating to, to grow could be a trigger for someone that has disordered behaviors or an eating disorder past. And so I had an opportunity to talk to my pastor about it before he gave this sermon. And about, yeah, two weeks ago, he got up there and it it was the coolest thing ever. Like he went home and did some research and brought some stats. And he was like, hey, I want to be sensitive to the fact that so many people out there, everyone is coming from, I'm paraphrasing kind of what he did in case you go to my church and you're listening. But he's like, I want to be clear that while we are doing a food fast and they have a different plan that they follow where they do like broth and soup and different things. You know, he brought the statistics on eating disorders in America. And he's like, I just want to be sensitive to the fact that if you do any of these tendencies, he Googled like things that might be signs of disordered eating behavior. He's like, if you're weighing yourself every day, if you think about food constantly, (laughs) if you obsess about this or that, or you participate in a binge restrict cycle, like he went and had this whole list and he said, restricting from food for 21 days might not be the best option for you. So I'm going to provide a list of other things that you maybe could abstain from like social media he, and then he gave this list and I just thought, oh, this is so cool. But if I say I wasn't that person, I had been visiting the church that day and I was in in a kind of recovery, like I would listen to a message like that and then ha- be self-aware enough to know like, oh, I guess maybe if I'm going to put myself not in recovery yet, I'd be like, oh, wow, I weigh myself every day or, oh, I think about food 24-7 um, or, oh, I you know, have this behavior, then I would think like, oh, maybe fasting from food is not for me, or maybe doing this cleanse is not for me. And now I'm rambling about that, but I just wanted to share that cool story. So shout out Pastor Matt Smallbone, because I was super impressed that I had a tiny five minute conversation with him about that. And he really wanted to be considerate of people in the congregation that might be struggling. I think this could have been its whole own episode. <laughs> no, really, because every every religion that I can think of involves fasting at some point or another, whether it's a full fast or like you said, broths and this, it's integrated into every religion. In Judaism, we have one day that you fast for a year. And I certainly know that it used to bring out a lot of disordered eating tendencies in me. I've spoken about it on other people's podcasts before. Fasting is part of it. And a lot of the times it can encourage disordered eating in that same person. But I think like if you can distill what the fast maybe is about, and listen, I'm not a religious leader. I'm not trying to, I hope that I'm not offending anybody, but if you have a disordered relationship to food and you want to still partake in your own religion, I encourage you to do what Amy did. Either go to your um, pastor, rabbi, you know, whatever your religious leader is, and maybe discuss what the meaning of that fast is and how you can bring that to life. And still, you know, in Judaism, you do it to repent for 24 hours, which I think is a a beautiful idea to think about your wrongdoings. But so much of that got lost for me and plenty of people, if you're willing to admit it, when it was about just not eating for the day and making your focus about that. Uh, So I think that this is a huge conversation to be had in the religious space. And I say that respectfully with 
however you want to do it, listener, knowing that your religion is different and your relationship to it may be different and I may not understand different parts of it. But I think that's an amazing conversation you had, Amy. Well, I think that there was a time where I know that I would have used that opportunity, which would have been a bummer because it's not intended for that. But of course, I would have been like, oh, this is under the disguise of growth and my faith. You know, I had a layer of me that would be like, oh, and yay, now I have an excuse to tell people why I'm not eating or why I brought my juice or why I'm only eating broth. And they can't question me about it because I am doing a fast. So then I end up, but because I have restrictive binge, restrictive behavior, then I end up binging and feel like a failure. And then it's a whole, it all, it's a big crash and burn. So that's just something that I wanted to bring up when it comes to like self-awareness is me now knowing that about myself. I told my pastor, like, I can't participate in the food fast as someone that's in recovery. I know I can't. I just, I'm not going to do that. Similarly, I'm not going to do a three-day juice cleanse anymore. Now, someone who doesn't have a disordered past, they may feel great after doing that. They continue on with life. They don't obsess over food. Maybe that is okay for them. But for me, I used like a detox cleanse as a very unhealthy thing. I used it to undo a binge or to prepare for a binge or to do a quick fix of like, this is going to make me smaller or something. A lot of it was in my head too, by the way. So fun fact, (laughs) like it's not that much change in three days at times, but green juice for me is something that I used to force myself to have every single day. And then I would do either three or five day cleanses. And I just, I lived in this and I would promote them on my podcast. I would encourage other people to do them on my four things podcast. And I lived in this space of like, oh great, now I have to be anti-green juice I just wanted to clarify too, since we were talking about cleanses, as I saw a post sort of clarifying that, is that green juice is not bad. I kind of made it bad because I put it on a pedestal. And so then once I bring it back down, I can have green juice if I want it. Now, I can't even tell you the last time I had one, Mm -hmm. but that's just Mm -hmm. because me working through my own stuff, like I don't need it right now. One day I might, but if I have the green juice, I will also have food, I'm no longer going to live, use it as a restrictive type tool. I mean, I think that you going back to food neutrality, which is what we spoke about a few minutes ago, when we talked about eating to soothe, it's not just about no longer thinking the Oreo is bad, but also thinking about that the green juice isn't the savior. Not to say that a green juice can't make you feel really good and energized or that it's not full of nutrients and all these things that it is, but that's the neutrality aspect of it, not holding on so tightly to one food to make you, you know, fix all of your problems. And at the same token, not believing that one food causes all of your problems. So how could you make the green juice a little bit less superior and the Oreo, we always use that example here, a little bit less um, inferior and making foods a little bit more at the baseline so that you can reach for the Oreo when you want it, but also reach for the green juice when you want it. Perfect. I know we talked about a lot of different little things in there, but um, at the end of the day, hopefully something was, (laughs) was said that you needed to hear. And that's what Lisa and I are just trying to do. Be a resource of comfort. I like this combo. It was fun. Yeah, me too. So if y'all ever have topics that you would like us to touch on or any guest ideas, please send us an email um, or any thoughts that you have to share. Hello at outweighpodcast.com. 
is where you can find us to reach out. And that's hello at outweighpodcast.com. And we always have that in the show notes, right, Lisa? Yep. In the meantime, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at Radio Amy. And I'm Lisa over at at Lisa Haim. And that's H-A-Y-I-M. Thank you. Bye. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher, back with another season of the global number one podcast, The Girlfriends. Last time, we investigated the murder of Gail Katz. This time, we're uncovering the identity of the woman who was buried in Gail's grave for a decade before she disappeared. Join me and the rest of the club as we tell her story. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.